Je luistert naar een boodschap van C3 Church Amsterdam en Almere. Wij zijn een kerk van geloof, hoop en liefde. Voor meer informatie over onze kerk kun je terecht op onze website c3amsterdam.nl of c3almere.nl Wij geloven dat deze boodschap jou vandaag zal bemoedigen, inspireren en bekrachtigen. We've got the um, crescendo of our series today on praise, praise elasticity, um, and this one's called the power of praise. But uh, in fact, actually, I, I could have called it tremble because we're going to go into the song tremble at the end of this message, and uh, I want to prepare us for that. I believe God's going to give us some breakthroughs uh, here this morning, this afternoon. Uh, I'm believing for healing and people who are stuck in certain situations to find themselves unstuck, set free. And that song sort of says it all. So I've pretty much built a message around this concept, Tremble, the power of praise. But before we do that, I'd love to welcome uh, onto the stage Brendan, uh, Brendan, Darren and Bree, getting the B and the D the wrong way around. Darren and Brielia up. Uh, can we give them a hand? I'll explain who they are. The, Dar- Darren and Bree Pastor, C3 Church, Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, Washington, that is, not Vancouver, Canada, uh, just north of um, Portland, south of Seattle, on the west coast of the U.S. Anybody heard of America? Um, so they, they've, they planted a church there six years ago. We first met, or I first met Darren in 2002, as he came through with Pastor Mark Kelsey to our church in England, Little Winchcombe, in 2002, 16 years ago. And you're looking good on it. Well, you know. Looking really good on it. You don't look a day older. Bree, you look at least a day younger than you did. <laughs> These guys are the most incredible uh, people. Got an amazing church and great friends. So I just thought it'd be really good for us to hear from them, uh, just one or two highlights from their church, because it's cool for you to know that uh, we have over 500 locations around the world, and, and this is one of the best, uh, so it's cool to just to hear what's going on there. And I've also asked Darren just to share for a minute on, on a, a thought he's got on praise, so that when I get to preach, um, I'm already starting up here. Is that all right? <laughs> I don't have to warm up. Brilliant. Hey, do you want to share something? Sure. Please. Why don't you tell us what's going on in Vancouver, okay. and he can, he can preach. Okay. Probably should be the other way around. But. No, absolutely. I would, I'd be very privileged to do that. It's great to be with you, C3 Amsterdam. You're amazing, and we are just blessed by your pastors. You have the best pastors. They're incredible. We love you, Stephen Lesby. Um, just briefly, I shared in the first service about um, something that was really laid on our hearts last year about reaching out to our community and not expecting them to come to us, but us going to them. And so we, uh, we decided that we were going to put on four events a year to reach our community and to bless them and show them the kindness and the unconditional love of Jesus without asking anything back from them. We were just there to bless them. And so we did our first one. We did one in Easter this year. We had a fantastic Easter egg hunt. A lot of people came with their families. It was just a fantastic time. And then two weeks ago, we did uh, a summer picnic. And it was an all-day picnic. We rented out this amazing park. 
We put on breakfast and lunch for them. And we actually put on a service as well. And uh, we had over 750 people come to that. And just with their families, with their kids. And we just loved on them all day and just blessed them. It cost them nothing to come. And we were just able to make some fantastic connections with them. And just, again, share the kindness of Jesus without asking anything back and making an impact in our community. It was just, we're excited for the next one. Wow, what an inspiration <laughs> for our love projects. We, we do something similar, but uh, we're, we're not at 7.50 yet. But that's, we're getting there. <laughs> so cool. Cool. So, Exciting. Yeah. Brilliant. Darren, tell us something I mean, about place. On, that, on, on those, here's, here's the thing that you want to realize, is that the people that, that you are in relationship with, they are already in this church. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> they already know Jesus because they know you. Right. Uh-huh. right? If, we are, if we are carriers of the Holy Spirit, if the presence of God exists on the earth through you and I, remember Jesus left, Remember? He's not here anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he sent, then God sent the Holy Spirit. And where does the Holy Spirit dwell? In us. In us, right? So you and I, are the con- we, we carry the presence of God on the earth. Right. There is no presence of God on the earth outside of man. Yeah. Think about that. Because if the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you and I, then you and I are the hands and feet, the Bible describes. It says right. that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. So the presence of God, it comes through... His people. So, so as we step into our communities, then you are carrying the presence of God. And, and so wherever you go, the gospel goes. Wherever you go, Jesus goes. Wherever you go, the Holy Spirit goes. And so as we step into those people's lives, so you may look around and you may see, you know, the, the, the church as you know it. But I'm here to tell you that the people that are in your world right now, they are part of this church so true. because yeah. you're you carry you know the church doesn't exist it's 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 the church isn't a building it's the people yeah. right. the church isn't a structure it's it's the individuals that form the the body of christ and so wherever you go there goes the gospel wherever you go there goes the church right. and so when we begin to see our neighbors and our family and our friends as they're already a part of this church it's not you're not you're not you're not seeing them outside of who you are. They are already on the inside, mm. right. and so you as you draw them in, and and as we you know as we gathered together for the in these last few events, and and we've seen just you know hundreds and hundreds, and probably now over, over a thousand individuals over the, the last two events that we've done. Um, we now see them; they're all just part of our church. Brilliant. Now, the most of those people they don't know it yet. But as we, be, as we interact with them, we interact with them as if they're already a part of our family. Right. Yeah. They're a part of our community. That's such a they, they are who we are. It's mm. not us and them. Mm. It's, it's the church. Right. And yeah. it, it, sh- it shifts something in you because instead of seeing people as being something that you are trying to get a hold of and bring them to you, you see yourself as you just need to step into their world. That's so good. That's brilliant. One thing I always say to it, I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting uh, off. Is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why don't you, um, it would be really cool if you could pray for our community right I would now, love to. Because it is a venture we're getting into. Yeah. And uh, I'd love for you to pray for the community we're reaching out to. I'd love to that. With that sense of vision you've just project, j- projected. I think he, one of the last things I just want to mention is, under, just, just think about this. Think about this. Is it good to be your friend? Yeah. Like, is it good to be your friend? 
Because if it's not, then that's problem number one. <laughs> right? If it is good to be your friend, then carry that confidence with you wherever you go. Right. Whoever you meet, think to yourself, it's good to know me. Yeah. Like why? And if you carry that confidence wherever you go, then you're, you enter into every relationship with this, with this thinking. It's like, well, it's good to be my friend. It's good. I'm a good person. You know, your life will be better off with me in it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Thought. But it, it's that confidence. If we carry that confidence, it sh- rather than us come, just begging and pleading with people, will you come to this event or will you come? No, it's good to be my friend. It's good to be in, 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 in my world it, it, and carry that. And of course, why wouldn't it be? If, if Jesus lives in you, if you are a carrier of the Holy Spirit, then surely it's good to be your friend. Right. And when we carry that spirit, it, cha- it changes. Rather than us sheepishly going into the, the world mm. and asking them, would you please come to this event? Or would you, you come, you, you're confident. Yeah, right. Because it's good, it's good to know you. Hey, why don't we stand to our feet? Let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Let's uh, believe our community can be changed by us wherever you live. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the many thousands of people that are right, uh, right around us right now. We thank you that they already belong to this church. We thank you, Lord God, right now, in Jesus' name, for every person, every man, woman, and child, Lord God, in this direct community right around here, Father, we thank you, Lord, that C3 Church is their home. It is their place of refuge. It is their place of deliverance. It is their, it is their provision in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that as your Holy Spirit awakens in each one of us, Lord God, Father, that you would, you would, you would, uh, 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 project us into, Lord, their lives, Lord God. Give us, give us new opportunities, Father God, to step into their world, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit in us is a good thing. And Lord, that it produces good things in others. And Lord, we step boldly out of these walls, Lord God, and into your church. We, th- we step into this community, Father. We declare every man, woman, and child, Lord, a child not of, not of the city, but a child of you. They are already a child of God. Yes. Father, and so, Father, that over these next months, over these next weeks, Father, that you would give us amazing opportunities, Lord, to speak light and life into their world. Yes, Lord. Father, to, 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 to step into their lives, right. Lord God, and to bring your kingdom come and your will be done yes. in Amsterdam as it is in heaven. Come on. In Jesus' name. That's right. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up. Amen. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. You can turn with me to Psalm 115. Psalm 115. And then uh, back up to Psalm 114. Psalm 114. It is actually Psalm 114. It's appearing on the screen if you need it, or you can pull out... Your device, and um, or your, your paper Bible. Psalm 114 says, "When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob from a people of foreign tongue, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion." Now Judah uh, was a tribe of Israel, and uh, it means praise. So what he's actually saying here is praise becomes a God's sanctuary, a place where God lives. We know that because in Psalm 22 it says, God inhabits or dwells in the praises of his people, right? So it's a concept we understand. Judah, or praise becomes God's sanctuary. 
the sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back. Clearly a reference to the parting of the Red Sea and the parting of the Jordan. The Red Sea was parted, a miracle was needed because the Israelites got stuck in their escape from Egypt, Uh, but God created a miracle that caused it to backfire on them. I love that concept that things will backfire on the devil if he tries to get his hands on you if you're in a place of praise. What a great thought. Things backfired on the schemes of Joseph's brothers when they tried to work something for his harm. God worked it for his good. That's what I'm believing for, for you today. The things will backfire that the devil has schemed, but God has got other plans for you. Who's believing that? So he crossed the Red Sea, he crossed the Jordan. The mountains leaped like the rams, the hills like lambs. Why was it, sea, that you fled? Why, Jordan, did you turn back? Why mountains did you leap like rams? You hills like lambs tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. Everyone say tremble. Things tremble in the presence of God. Flick back to Psalm 18. And in Psalm 18, David is in a really tight spot. In fact, he describes it early in Psalm 18. It feels like the cords of death are around him. So that just gives you a feeling of how desperate he was. And and we're told in that psalm that he begins to pray and praise. And then he says this, The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. Verse 13, The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. Verse 16, He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. He brought me out into a spacious place. As you look through Scripture, you realize that this concept of tremble, things shaking, is actually not uncommon. God would refer to that, the Bible would refer to that concept that things tremble in His presence. And uh, and so um, I want, over the next 15 minutes, just to look at how that is going to shake your world in about 15 minutes' time. That in praise, in the presence of God, things around your life can begin to tremble. So rather than having the tremble of fear, you have the tremble of praise. And rather than having the tremble of doubt, you have the tremble of faith. Instead of having the, enemies, uh, the armies of the enemy against you, you find that the heavenly armies are marching on your behalf. And it creates a tremble. Many years ago, I was working for a company that would... Uh, send me to Liverpool every, I think I was up there about every month for a while on a project. And, um, and the building we're in, uh, by the way, was just up the road from the Mersey. Uh, anybody ever heard of the Beatles? Okay. <laughs> They're from Liverpool. Anybody heard of Jerry and the Pacemakers? Anybody heard of the song uh, Never Walk Alone? It's the most famous football song ever written. Okay, just Jerry and the Pacemakers written in Liverpool, um, 100 meters from this office, was the inspiration for the song Ferry Across the Mersey. Jerry and the Pacemakers came before Walk Alone. A little bit of musical history for you. I was there in that office and it began to tremble, not because the Beatles were playing. I'm not that old. Uh, but I, um, I began to think, is there an earthquake? Is this an earthquake? Because, you know, the, the floor moved, trembled. And uh, I'd been in a building before with a tremble, the office I worked in in Cheltenham 
had, we had an earthquake nearby once, just, you know, little ones like in Chronia, uh, and it was enough just to make the floor move. And it felt very similar. So I was asking around, did you feel the tremble? <laughs> did the earth move for you? And, uh, and, and so uh, they go, no, no, that's, that's the metro line. The metro line goes right under the building, and every time a train goes by, it would cause the building to tremble a little bit. Uh, and so a little bit of physics for you. You'll know that uh, if, if you've got a source of a tremble, which could be an earthquake, could be a train, could be a building site, you know, where they're pounding in the piles. If you've got a source of a tremble, the way it works is that tremble will resonate and it will resonate with the material around, in this case, the earth. And then anything in contact with that ground carries that resonance. So the building then resonates. Uh, now, what you don't want to have happen is where the frequency of the resonance is not a frequency that building can cope with. Because then the building falls. If it's built in such a way that can, the building can resonate at the same frequency then we're okay, it just trembles, it just shakes. Now the same is true, as indicated there in the psalm, of what happens when we praise. When we praise, heaven begins to tremble. When we praise, the ground begins to shake in heaven, and there is a resonance that begins to cause earth to shake, or our immediate surroundings to shake, things begin to tremble. Now, we enjoy the presence of God because we're resonating at the same frequency. That is, we're in tune with it. We want it. We're embracing it. But there are things that are not in tune with the resonance of heaven, and those things have to fall. So stark spiritual forces do not resonate at the same frequency. So when praise goes up, those walls come down. When praise goes up, those chains break. There are certain things in your life certain things in your world that cannot resonate at the frequency of praise because only the things of heaven resonate at that frequency. Are you getting this this morning? Because this is going to help you in 10 minutes' time. When we begin to praise and you feel the presence of God cause something to tremble in your life because there is something about your stuck situation that does not resonate at the frequency of praise and so it will have to break. There's something about your sickness that will not resonate at the same frequency as praise, and so it will have to break. There is something about your, uh, perhaps your mindset that doesn't resonate at the frequency of heaven, but as you begin to praise, as your mind expands, as you're filled with faith, it does resonate with heaven because there's a language that heaven understands, and it's the language of praise. It's the language of faith. It's the language of surrender. And there's a language it does not understand. About 25 years ago, I, was, I, I lived in China for about three months. And uh, uh, I, I needed my hair cut, so I, I go to a, a hairdresser's. And I'm trying to communicate with the hairdresser what it is I want to have done. He doesn't speak English. I don't speak Chinese. So I get my phrase book out, and I find <laughs> in the phrase book is a phrase that said, I only want a little bit cut off. Why would they put that in a phrase? I don't know, but it was in there. And I'm, I'm trying to pronounce this in my best Chinese. Uh, uh, he's looking at me all like... Uh, so, I'm, so I then start using sign language, right? Because that's the next step. You use your hands to communicate. So I'm going, little bit off. 
little bit off like this. And he goes, oh, oh yeah, a little bit. So he picks up the, um, he picks up the clippers and he goes, and these beautiful blonde locks of hair fall to the ground. And I'm like, oh no. My next thought is like, it is middle of winter in China and it's very cold outside and I'm now nearly bald. Because what do you do? He, it took about two of these things before I realized what was going on, that there had been a misunderstanding. See, self-pity is not a language that heaven understands. Complaining is not a language that heaven understands. But faith is. Praise is. It's a language that the armies of heaven understand. And so as we begin to praise, the armies of heaven go, whoa, I, I recognize that sound. I love that sound. And so they begin to march in unison to the sound of your praise. And as they march, so the earth in heaven begins to tremble. So the ground begins to shake. And when the ground begins to shake in heaven, everything that resonates on earth with that sound, that is the church, that is the army of God, that is the praises of his people, that is the faith and the presence of God around our lives, also picks up the tremble. It picks up the resonance, the frequency. And so it's no surprise that when we're in his presence, we feel something. That there is a a, a vibration in the atmosphere of, of love and of peace and of joy and of, of, the, of the exhilaration of knowing our God who's magnificent and wonderful beyond all compare. There's no surprise because what we created was a resonance, a frequency that matched something that we need in our world. But here's the truth. There are things in your life that do not match that frequency and they will tremble and crumble. The chains will break. About um, 20 years ago, Lisbeth and I, I'm telling you really old stories. <laughs> we, we, uh, we wanted to start a family and, and uh, we've been trying for some time and it, it wasn't working. Uh, I mean, the trying was working, but the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the fruit of the trying was not working. <laughs> Too much information. Uh, there, was no, there was no result of the trying. Eventually, you want to see some fruit. To, so we, uh, we have lost you all right there. <laughs> There's a bit of a tremble going on through the room. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> so we got ourselves checked out, and, uh, and we were told that, there, that it was going to look really difficult for us to have kids. Uh, I won't go into all the medical detail. But, and so, of course, that shook our world. That shook our emotional world because you sort of, you know, you sort of grow up just assuming you find a person, you get married, and then you have your kids, and then they leave home, and, and all that. You know, you, you just have these sort of role plays of how life will work out, and then it doesn't work out always like that. And, uh, and, and yet we're in a situation where we feel stuck because there wasn't much more we could do uh, about the situation and some of you may be in a situation now where you've tried everything with your intellectual capacity to solve a problem and, and you've got to the end of possibilities and it's not working or the doctors have surrounded you with a negative report about your health 
And if the doctor is not looking hopeful, you know you don't have any more skills than him. It doesn't feel very hopeful for you. And we can get ourselves in these stuck situations. And so we did what we only knew how to do, and that is we, we uh, just kept doing what we'd always done, and that is turn to prayer, uh, turn to two or three trusted friends and our pastor who, who would pray for us and, uh, and, and keep on turning up at church and keep on giving praise with no guarantee anything would change, with no, with no motivation that that was why we were doing it. We weren't suddenly switching up the gear of praise because maybe we'd get our breakthrough. It was just what we'd always got in the habit of doing, turning up to praise God anyway, turning up to give Him glory anyway, because He is worth it. He is our rock. He's, he's our everything. And so we kept the wheels moving. Now, as it happened, as you know, if you know us, and we do have two sons, and the end of the story turned out good. But even if it hadn't, we would have kept on praising anyway. The, the truth of the matter is, there is a power in praise. There's a power in a moment of praise. But there's authority in a life of praise. See, you don't just want the power, the one-off breakthrough. What you want is to carry something on your life that has power and authority in it because you've developed a life habit of praise. It's become just what you do. You see, I know there are some people, and some of those people might even be in our church. They're not necessarily here today, of course, but when the going gets tough, that's when they stay out of church or stay away from church because they feel like they want to turn up to church when everything's just okay. I never need to ask them if they're okay because they're in church. I know they're okay. Marriage is good. Money's rolling in. Business is fine. Uh, But when it's all going south, that's when they're not around. Others, Others do the opposite. When everything's in trouble, that's when they turn up at church. I want to encourage you to be consistent. Consistent in your praise. When everything's going wrong, be here. When everything's going right, be here. When everything's going wrong, praise. When everything's going right, praise. Because it's not about you. It's not about your circumstances. It's about who He is. Praise is about elevating His name, regardless of what the outcome might be. I just thank God that when we do begin to praise, heaven begins to tremble and things begin to move. And so as I draw us to a point where we're going to praise just want to focus on just two short stories you may or may not know, but there was in the Old Testament, I'm getting the band up actually at this point, thanks. Um, one of King Jehoshaphat. Who's heard of King Jehoshaphat? He is, uh, he is one of the kings of Judah. And there was a moment where the armies of Ammon, Moab, need to remember this, this will really help you tomorrow morning, Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir. Three points to this story. You can forget it straight away. Moab, these armies were coming against Jehoshaphat and his, his nation. Now, he probably would have been very aware of the fact that just a few chapters before his story was another story of King, um, uh, uh, King Ajibah, I think his name is. Forgive me if I've got it wrong. King Abijah, 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 King Abijah, king, the king of Judah. And he, uh, he was also under attack. 200,000 people in his army, 400,000 in the armies that were set against him. 
And the Bible tells us that the army, the 400,000, are circulated all around them. They couldn't go back or forward. They were ambushed on every side. Basically, they had no hope. There was no way out. You might feel like that, that your income is 200 and your expenses are 400 of whatever multiples. It doesn't matter. It can be 200 million and your expenses are 400 million. It doesn't matter. That's a problem. Or it may be that your resources feel so small compared to your problem and your situation. You feel ambushed. You feel surrounded. And we're told that Abijah did only one thing he knew how to do, and that is to begin to get his armies to lift up a shout. King Jehoshaphat did exactly the same. He sent the, he sent the praise band out front and got them to begin to praise and lead everyone in praise. There may be times where you're not even sure what to say in praise. That's okay. Just keep repeating what you know. Jesus, you are good. God, you are big. God, you're magnificent. You never change. You're always the same. I don't know what's going to happen here right now, but I praise you anyway. And as they did, the heavens began to tremble. The vibrations, spiritual vibrations began to make the earth tremble. The atmosphere of that zone, that place where they were, began to tremble. And it says that the army set against them began to fight one another. The whole plan began to backfire. What the devil meant for good, bad, God turned into good. Paul and Silas in the same situation, stuck in prison. But not just any old prison. They'd just been beaten nearly to death. And now they're put into a damp dungeon. That would have been a plot to kill them, you see. That would have been a certainty, a death sentence right there. And yet, what did they do in the prison? If you know the story, you'll know they did what they always did. Whether good times or bad times, they did what they always did. They turned to praise. They began to praise. And as they began to praise, the heavens of uh, uh, the armies of heaven began to go, I recognize this. I recognize the sound of this. This is a language I understand. They're talking our language. I think this is a call for help, even though it was meant as a shout of praise. This sounds like they may need us. The armies of heaven begin to march. And as they begin to march, the ground of heaven begins to tremble. And as the ground of heaven begins to tremble, so the presence of God in that dungeon right there begins to tremble. And as the presence of God begins to tremble, so the prison where they were begins to tremble and the chains attached to the walls begin to shake and and fall off and the prison doors cannot hang because the hinges are now uh, uh, distorted and the doors fling open and, and they're free because there was a moment where they praised and heaven trembled when heaven trembles everything in your world will tremble And it will either tremble and stay stronger or tremble and fall, depending on whether it's in the frequency of where God is at. I want us to stand to our feet right now. And the the Bible prophesies that there will be a day when he will shake the earth and some things will stand and some things will fall. I thank God that right now in his presence, we can make that day happen for us any day of the week. We don't have to wait for a day when he shakes the heavens and the earth where he shakes it so that that which is godly stands and that which is not has to fall. Because as you begin to praise, as you begin to set your heart and focus on him, so your world will tremble now. And everything that is of him will tremble in vibration with the presence of God. And everything that's not of him will begin to fall off your life. Chains will be broken. Sicknesses can get healed. Financial situations can change. All because of a tremble 
that you've caused to happen in the presence of his Holy Spirit. So we're going to sing this song right now, Tremble. And as we lift up the name of Jesus, it literally says in that song, darkness will tremble. Unbelieving demons will flee. Oppression will be broken off your life. Sorrow will be turned to joy, mourning into dancing. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.